You better fucking take this shit real serious. That that energy you're putting in the music. Now, if you came from it and you're telling the reporting of what you've been around, that's one thing. Like her Instagram is our major promo, so it's definitely underrated. I feel like I'm too far. No, but you got to be vocal because mm. once you start, once your personality starts showing, they personality gonna start showing. Mm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. Carantina L. Yo, what's good, as man? As good, always. Bro. What's good with it? How y'all feeling? Feeling good, bro. Feeling good. Who we got in the building now? Listen, man. This guest is a producer and artist. Influenced by Uncle Luke Skywalker, Uncle Luke called this guest to ask if he could come to one of his parties because it was so lit. If you've ever seen a cucumber in the club, this man is the reason why. Selling out venues all over the country with over 160,000 followers on IG, please welcome to the Producer Grind Podcast, Beat King, a.k.a. Club Godzilla. Hey, yo. What's good, family? How you doing? Thanks noise for that voice you just turned up. How you doing? Nah, man. I'm, hey, I'm happy to be here, man. I rock with y'all, man. Like I say, I... Found y'all Instagram. I just never seen a comment section like that. Just full of producing <laughs> nerds. We all nerds. We just sit in front of computers all day and program noises. So like, real talk. Now I rock with it. Now here, here, here would be my first question I would ask you because like when we post a video, they be all in our background. Look at what's written on the wall. Look at the pictures that's hanging. They be all in your in your business like that. Oh yeah, man. Um, if you got a fan base, you know what I'm saying for what you do, you know your fans, they really want to know what's going on. They want to know what you're using. They want to know everything. You know what I'm saying? So, pretty much, yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say, what were some of your first steps to getting that fan base? First steps and um. Well, in the very beginning, man, I just sold beats on my side of town. That's how I would uh, pay the bills and stuff like that. And uh, I had my first, um, I wouldn't say um, major hit, but it, it started regionally and it spread it slowly. That was back in 2010, you know what I'm saying? And from there, um, I had a real distinctive club sound, you know, as far as in my region. And that's kind of how I came with the whole club guard thing. You know what I'm saying? I had a, a lot of club music uh, geared toward females dancing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, my favorite uh, rap group, favorite rapper is Juicy J. So I'm real 3-6 Mafia yeah, influence. Yeah. Really, very 3-6 Mafia influence with my drum patterns and all that. So with that, I, it's, it's easy for me to make a hit if I would mimic what I grew up on. You know what I'm saying? So from the club style, you know, all the way up to now, like in, um, out here in Atlanta, for the most part, they know the music a little bit, but they don't know it's my song. Like when that song, throw that air, hold up, bitch, throw that air. When that comes on, mm-hmm. everybody go nuts, but I could be standing right there and they don't know that's my song. Mm-hmm. You, you, know say, you say regionally, so, right? And so mm-hmm. people don't know, and I can hear it all in your voice. You from Houston, right? Yeah, I'm from and, and so it's weird for you to say, hey, I'm from Houston. I got this song that's really banging in the A, right? Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. South, there's like this connection, but each region has its own sound. Can you talk mm-hmm. about the difference between that Houston sound and that Atlanta sound? Well, for the most part, man, the internet fucked all that up. Everybody, <laughs> everybody sound nice. the same. But as a person who loves music and a producer, um, there are distinctive sounds. H-Town, for the most part, you know, our traditional sound is a slower, lean, Serb style, you know what I'm saying? Our drums, it's more music in our beats. It's more chords, more, you know, live instruments on that side. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, 
when I came, when I started making my hits in 2010, I kind of changed that to a more of a club sound. You know what I'm saying? So now you look up, Houston has a, a an aggressive sound now, not so traditional like when Slim and Paul Wilder was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that's our traditional sound. You know what I'm saying? Slower, live instruments, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that now. When you get over to Memphis, to me, Memphis is a is a it's a hi hat city. Like it's just that, that long bass line with hi hats and you know what I'm saying. And it's it's just more um, stiffer drums. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just uh like from three six all the way up to uh, take heat. You can listen to them those patterns and you can hear. Um, Black boy JP song, you can tell that's Memphis, like how that beat come on, you know what I'm saying? And Atlanta, they sound to me is just more of, I just feel like out here, they get all the plugins first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they just figure out everything first. Like, like my dog TM88, man, like I go to his house, we be making beats, and it's like the stuff that he's clicking on to be so advanced. I'd be like, what the, what, what, what is that? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying but it's just like just they keep their ears to the street for that new shit first out here you know what I'm saying um, everywhere got this distinctive sound you know what I'm saying a place a lot of people sleep on I think it's Mississippi you mm. know what I'm saying Mississippi have real dope producers because they right in the middle of the south so they take the live instruments from H-Town and mix it with the hard 808s and shit from Atlanta and then you got motherfuckers like Crit and shit you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so it's like the South got dis- distinctive sound. You know, we just did our event in Dallas, and we met a lot of producers from mm-hmm. Louisiana. Yeah, too. Okay. That that and it kind of really changed the way we were looking because they really got a sound. Uh-huh. And one thing we kept telling them guys like, don't try to sound like nobody else. Do Louisiana, man. Man, you know, at the end of the day, man, I used to tell people that, but it's hard to tell a sixteen year old that today because <laughs> they just trying to get in. They may be really broke. They just trying to get in, and they hear they hear what's working. You know what I'm saying? Like like Dallas. Um, Shout out to my dog, Lil Mister. Um, Shout out, that's yeah. the homie. Lil Mister, that's that's the dope man. That's where I get all my shit from. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's he know, like you know, what I'm saying, if my computer crashed from watching too much porn, I'm coming right back to Dallas <laughs> and get all my plugins again from him. You know what I'm saying? But Dallas, they they turn up this shit too, and they got a distinctive sound. You know, ever since the Boogie era with the, you know, the, my Dougie, my Dougie, they always mm-hmm. had a distinctive sound. So shout out to Dallas. Yeah, so we know you as the Beat King, but you also mm-hmm. go by Club, was it Club Godzilla? Club Godzilla, that's yeah. just my uh, Instagram name. Yeah. Just, you know, make sure it was something anybody hasn't been taken yet. Yeah. But yeah, Club God, um, that came from the most of my songs being club hits, you know what I'm saying? Um, in Vegas, it's like, it's, I have a lot of club hits. You know? But you do but, more than producing, right? You're an artist as well. Mm-hmm. You see you on mm-hmm. your Instagram, your performances. So you want to talk about just mm-hmm. taking the, someone that may not know exactly who you are. Yeah. And they go on your Instagram like, what, who like, are what you? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yes. it'd, be, it'd be strippers DMing yeah. them, man, can I come work at your club? Like, bitch, I don't. <laughs> I own a club. I know it looked like that, but I don't. But uh, for the most part, man, I'm Beat King the Rapper. That sounds mm-hmm. retarded, but I'm <laughs> Beat King the Rapper. I've been making beats since I was 16. Uh, I've been rapping way before then. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I started making beats because they cost too much. You know what Hell I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> straight up. You know what I'm saying? And um, like I said, I was 3 Mafia influenced. So when I was 16, a lot of my songs sounded just like that. You know, but as I got older and progressed, you know, I developed my own style. Um, you know, uh, a lot of my albums, um, 
they <laughs> have a lot of different subject matter in them, you know, but my club hits just blow up fast. You know what I'm saying? Those are the what people come to me for, the ratchet shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's for the most part, man, you know, I can tell you all I want to tell you, but you have to listen, man. I'm, it's everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, all that. I've been, like, in Texas, like, I'm legendary out there. Like, for real. Like, no cap at all. You so know, these 160,000 followers, those are, that's Texas? Or, like, how do you get to 160,000? I wouldn't say it's all Texas. I say it's just the fans from everywhere. You know, it's like um, people... Or watch you, but not follow you. I got way more fans than 160 people, <laughs> people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah, you had like big people reposting your stuff, like 50 Cent and like mm-hmm. a couple other big names was reposting yeah, man, all a lot your of videos. People, a lot of people watch my Instagram because um, it's actually entertaining. It's not me throwing a lot of money, uh, none of that. It's when you come to my Instagram, it's really the artistry. I try to showcase all different sides: uh, the artist side. The producing side, uh, my performances, my single BDA is starting to really turn up out here. And that's why I'm out here every two weeks just um, staying on these on these DJs in these clubs. Shout out to Swamp Izzo and Blue Flame. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to be with Plug tonight at Club Crucial. I'm be at Magic City tonight. Shout out to Out of Space. Just everybody supporting the single out here. So I'm going to be out here a whole lot more. Just like letting people know more about the artist side. Because um, like on Instagram, you just like... He just do a lot of shit. Yeah, you can't really is, pinpoint one little thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just not thought about that right now. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Because people may think I'm a DJ. Yeah. They may think And don't this, get it twisted. It was that. interesting. Like, it drew yeah. me in. But I mm-hmm. swear, I thought, oh, this guy's a club DJ. He has, mm-hmm. He's got to be, right? But you think, um, you think making beats, you think being an artist and being in the club, they all kind of help you, mm-hmm. help your name? Like, do you think, yeah. you think as a producer, you should look to develop those skills too? And, well, to me, in, in entertainment, mm-hmm. Period. It's all about attention. Mm-hmm. Any way you can get it that to where it's not, you know, making you look crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? But if you may, some people like my beats and I drawing them in through that way. Some people like my hits, my songs, my ratchet shit. So I draw them in that way. Some people are just freaked out and like, who is this motherfucker putting cucumbers in girls' mouth? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I draw them in that way. <laughs> Every time I do a show, it go viral and shit down there. So it's like, it's... To the point people are other clubs and other artists are trying to do the cucumber shit and all that. You know what I'm saying? It's just funny, man. So you ain't got no DJ gigs on the table? People, they they try to I've like every week, people try to book me for DJ type shit. And it's not enough money for me. Yeah. It's not enough money for that. And there's no disrespect to DJs, but I'm I wake I make way more money doing my normal artist shows than DJ in a club all night. That's facts. That's so, I'm saying. so like, you know, as far as your, your your come up, was it a lot of just like I started putting out music and I slowly built my fan base? Were there certain relationships that got built? Like what really, you know, went into? You know what's funny about that? It's like, um, it's a lot of young artists that uh, look up to me in H-Town and they ask me, what did you do to get on? And I can tell them that, but shit has changed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like when I was, my turn up was starting like 2009-ish, 2010, um, one of the, uh, the most popular colleges in Texas, uh, Prairie View A and M, um, and mm-hmm. that's where I would take all my music. You know what I'm saying? I would take, I would have CDs of my albums and take them to all the colleges. You know what I'm saying? And I tell artists all the time: if you want to find your sound, go to college parties and mm-hmm. just stand there and listen to the production, listen to what triggers the crowds and all that, and you will be able to find out how to. Because, like, at college parties, they listening to what's going to be hits in five months. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? They singing it word for word. Maybe shit you ain't never heard before. You just like, what the fuck is this? And to them, it's old already. Mm-hmm. By the time it hit the radio, they been on that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's I would uh, take my music to colleges and still to this day, that's where my strength lies, the colleges. That's where it really turns me up. And, you know, but today, I don't even have a CD player in my car. Uh. You know what I'm saying? So it's really... Today, a new artist has to be a character on social media. Not a, 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 you just have to be interesting. Somebody has to really be drawn in to you on social media and then they care about the music. That's backwards as mm-hmm. fuck, but you know what I'm saying? If you can will somebody in through what you do socially, you know what I'm saying, on Instagram, then they'd be like, oh man, this motherfucker's funny. He seemed cool. Let me listen to the music now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that shit weird, but it, it's, it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to either get the streets behind you and the clubs, or you have to be a character on social media. I was going to say, so two, I'm a t- two things that I heard that make a lot of sense to me when I see the number 160,000, right? One is the character, right? Mm-hmm. And from the moment we looked at you on Instagram, when I saw you down in the lobby, mm-hmm. get, did you get a... Did we get a good shot of his shirt there? Oh, yeah, man. Get that pussy yeah. to a legend. Yeah, man. He, you, you definitely are a character. But here's the other thing yeah. I heard, too. You got a college audience. Yeah. And that's huge. That's huge for up-and-coming artists. Um, a lot of the shows you're going to book, you're going to go through Sonic Bids, right? And Sonic yeah. Bids does a lot of college touring. And those college mm-hmm. kids, they, they're, they're the way their consumer behavior is, they move in mass like that. So if you can get all the college mm-hmm. kids around the country behind, you're going to have a big following. So that's definitely what happened with just with Yachty. Because I remember yeah. being down at Georgia State, we had known mm-hmm. about Yachty for a while before he actually blew up. And then mm-hmm. once you start seeing him on like the Sprite commercials... Target, it's like, dang, he's really taking off Those now. colleges really turn you up. And the thing about it is you have to stay consistent because those kids grow up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to always stay consistent and reinvent yourself. Like, my hair wasn't green three months ago. <laughs> but it just happened because the cucumber shit, and I started calling myself Disgusting Justin. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like man, let me just try something new and young. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and the bitches start liking it so you know once the bitches start liking you're like well I'm stuck <laughs> he's like a like now. a rapper slash like pro wrestler type shit going on over <laughs> yeah, here you too. y'all two have a little match <laughs> <laughs> so alright so you got verified on Instagram right yeah or excuse yeah. me on uh, yeah on Instagram, Instagram both of them Instagram, Instagram Twitter. and Twitter how long ago I got Instagram I got uh, verified on Instagram uh, I say last summer okay. last summer um uh, one of my friends, um, Steve Chavez, he um, he hooked me up with that. And um, the thing about it is everybody, like people always ask me, rappers, strippers, how you do that? How you do that? I'm like, honestly, man, he wouldn't have been able to do it for me unless I was in major publication. You know what I'm saying? Instagram has to look at you and be like, who the fuck are you? What was the publication? Are you a public? I'm in a lot of stuff from South by Southwest stuff okay. to Rolling Stone, Double XL, Noisy. Like if you're in publications and they can, you're very Googleable. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then it's easy for them. Like okay, this motherfucker is somebody. Now if you just making funny videos on Instagram and not trying down that because you may have a million followers from that, you still may not be on paper considered a major public uh, public figure, major public figure. You know what I'm saying? So basically that's all it was, man. He got it done in one day. Mm. So there's really no and process someone can go through to get no process. Some people yeah. are like, man, once you hit 100,000, you just automatically get it. No, <laughs> you have to, um, someone has to email them like, hey, 
Pete King is a bad motherfucker. Check him out. <laughs> and okay, he is a bad motherfucker. Blue check. And it's the same way with Twitter. But um, Instagram is a little harder than Twitter. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because there's some people on Instagram that got like 5,000 followers. They're still not verified. No, they are verified. Oh, they are. I've okay. seen people. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what have I'm like a, a thousand followers and they verify. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Hell yeah. It's because they probably in uh, some South by Southwest uh, article or some shit like something. That. Something that's veered is important. So so you're in Atlanta, you know, you're uh, you're strategizing right now, right? Because you're, you're running down on these DJs and now you already mm-hmm. have relationships with these mm-hmm. DJs, but mm-hmm. for an artist that's coming out the gate and they're like, yeah, I need to work my record in the club. Like, what are some of the steps to, to build the relationships with the DJs? Do you just go to the club? Do you just go walk up to the DJ booth? Do you buy them a drink? Like, what, what's your steps? Well, um, well shit, uh, honestly, man, the, the first step is make sure you got a song that's going to work in the club. You know what I'm saying? Some artists, they they bring their super lyrical song to the club. <laughs> like, yeah, man, can you play my shit? And your 808s ain't hitting right. You're rapping too much. Like, bitches are drunk. They don't want to learn trigonometry in the club. They just want to <laughs> pop their pussy. Dudes want to throw paper and fight. They sell drugs. And that's all they want to... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and that's no knock to the lyrical stuff. Because I can rap too. You know what I'm saying? But you have to... You know what I'm saying? Realize where you are. You know, if you want club support, your song gonna have to come on like Lil Gunner's song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, yeah, it has to sonically sound like what's gonna work in the club. You know what I'm saying? Now the um the work in the song portion of that. Oh, what's up? No, I wanted to ask you that, because I wanted you to get to the other part, but you've been doing this since 2009. Mm-hmm. What's hot in the club? And I, as I'm running my mental Rolodex back, it has changed. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. changing every six months. What's back, different about the club back, record now than it was nine years ago? Back then, um, when I came in the game, I came in the game when Dallas was really popping. You know, um, you know, Mr. Hit That Hole, you know, when Myth Hits was signing people, um, my Dougie with Stanky Leg. Remember all them old Dallas yeah. hits, you know what I'm saying? Ricky Bobby, all that. Mm-hmm. I said I came in in that era. But I never was the dance. Like I'm six three. I'm I'm not <laughs> not I can't move like that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, but I like bitches though. And like I go to the strip club and I see them dancing, so I made music like that with the same type of production. And that's how I was able to get in. You know, over time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think when Molly Cyrus started using the word twerk, like in 2013, that sound kind of went down a little bit because she commercialized it. Mm-hmm. Then it went real anthony. You know, so stuff like in love with the cocoa, shit like that, and flick of the wrist, it got real anthony. Mm-hmm. So you had to make anthems like in 2014-ish, 15-ish. You feel like it got slower yeah. over time? No, I just think you have to make really big hooks that make people feel like bosses in the club. You know what I'm saying? They got real anthony. And now, where it's at now, me and my partners, we 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 uh we make fun of we don't make fun of the initial sound, we make fun of when people copy other people. We call it hood nigga struggle rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you listen to the um the NBA young boys, you know what I'm saying, um, Ain't going outside today. We talking about real street shit. And when Lucci does it, when NBA Youngboy does it, when uh the, the Rez Deshaun, when, when when he does it, it sounds good. It's from a real authentic place. But when thing when things work, 
people were like, oh, that worked for him. Let me do it now. Now you got all these people who are not street niggas just mm-hmm. trying to make these struggle songs. Like, yeah, man, I ain't haven't had nothing. I'm like, man, I know your mama got money. You're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the um, where we at right now. You know, a lot of um, harmonizing hooks about people talking about they never had nothing and what they had to do to come up. Is that and- a little weird to you? I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about the theme of the song, but I really had had that observation the other day. I'm like, man, this song's well, like people are going crazy with this song. The song is depressing. <laughs> you know, me, me personally, man, I'm from the hood, and I grew up really not having shit like that. You know what I'm saying, so I can understand how people can be in a club and a song that touches you like that to make you scream the lyrics, and the music gives people a feeling. So. When those songs resonate with people, I can understand how it make them feel. But when, when somebody is lying, you can hear, you can tell. Like, like I got a friend. Like I know his parents got money. <laughs> I know he, but he's making hooks like that. I'm like, no, man. Why are you doing? He's like, man, this shit working. I'm like, man, but it's not gonna work for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People can, like, I was type of rapper, man. Like. I never lied in songs, you know what I'm saying? I never sold dope, so I never rapped about that. Even though half these niggas ain't sold dope either, you know what I'm saying? I never rapped about that shit. Like, what's real to me, I like bitches. So I rap about that, and that's when the fans came, you know? So when you rap about something that's real to you, people are gonna... I just saw a documentary on Netflix about Logic. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I heard I heard his music. I'm very familiar with it, but I didn't know that much about him. And... That's a real nerdy guy, but his fan base is too, and they really understand where he coming from, his language, how he talks to them, and it's all about connecting, man, whatever. You know, that brings up a good point because mm-hmm. I always wonder for artists that may not feel comfortable talking about their truth because mm-hmm. maybe their truth isn't something that's not so popping. Cool. Exactly, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So how do how does someone still be truthful but still get like clout or still that, get the, uh, the playtime, you know what I mean? It, it depends on what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, you you have your push your T's where they like, fuck the radio, fuck that shit. I'm finna spit if you like it. You like it. If you don't, then fuck you. That's, this is what I make. I make lyrical music that will connect to that audience. And then you have an artist who may be like that, but they still mindful enough to know that, okay, well... I don't want to be stubborn and stiff because that'll be the only fan base I have. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can harmonize a little bit on this Southside beat too. And like like a person like Jay-Z, he's been picking the right beats for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know how to, <laughs> straight up, you know how to get on a crazy Timberland beat that nobody can really catch lyrically like that, but still ride a Southside beat the right way with a future hook. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Depending what type of artist you are, if you want to have that balance, if you want that over here too, then, you know, it'd be times where I'm sitting there fighting with myself. I'm like, man, I just want to be really dark and raw. But I'll just be like, man, but these hoes got to dance too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So make sure I throw like two or three of them on the album too. And I think when you so, as an artist know what your truth is, it becomes easier to figure out that kind of, I'm thinking of uh, Nick Grant. Right. Nick Grant, mm-hmm. I can think of a song he has with live instrumentation. I can think of a song he has with boom bap, but then he got a song that's a straight trap beat um, with, I think, uh, not Plies, Yo Gotti. 
called the mm-hmm. switch up, right? But I think he's only able to do that because he understands who he is as an artist and what his truth is. And he's not that guy gonna, I'm gonna rap about dope dealing if I never mm-hmm. sold dope. You know what I'm saying? See, what's, what's, the thing about it is beats allow you to be able to be a chameleon. It's like, you go to the strip club, everything is about selling dope in that hoe. I was just there last night. <laughs> Every song is about selling dope. But if your beat comes on the exact same way as that beat, you can really rap about anything, long as the bitches don't stop dancing. That's how I've been able to last, cause my beats, you know what I'm saying? Like, if um, a Jeezy song just go off, or you know what I'm saying, or a Future song just go off, like, they don't play twerk music in strip clubs, cause that's considered young, friendly type music, twerk music. But when my shit come on, they play it. My voice is a little deeper. It's not friendly like that, you know. And I rapping about a bitch dancing, and they'll play that because it still sounds serious because of the beat. You know what I'm saying? So it's really with the beats. You know, the biggest comedian in the game is Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like he, his latest album. Listen, I told Dylan when I came in, I said, this is Drake got everybody, right? The Carters, when they drop a nice, cute nine out, nine song EP, because it's what's in right now. And then not, or uh, uh, Kanye does his, and they all have seven and eight songs. And Drake smacked your ass with 28 songs. He took his fans, divided them into four groups, and said, I'm about to make money off all you motherfuckers. That's That's a streaming trick, though. That's um, when you drop those albums with that many songs, it make people click more. And it makes your streaming go higher. It makes it's the same reason culture too was like what twenty something songs. Mm-hmm. Like it's the more songs you have, like it was still. I, I believe that was a strategic plan with Kanye. And it's like we're gonna drop these seven song albums from the whole label, and once we're done, everybody gonna listen to them all together. You know what I'm saying? When you can now, to me, I used to do that back in the day, but young people, their attention span. It's like when you got that many songs, they listen to them all probably once, and then they find their favorites and playlist that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you know nowadays I don't really move like that. I try to put the ones that I really like. You know what I'm saying? And the ones I don't pick for that album, I just put them out. You know, as singles later on that year or whatever. But yeah, man, it's um that you get. You have to um. It depends on what type of artist you are. What you want. From the game, you know, it's you may have something, but the part that you don't have, it looks really good when you see it with somebody else. You'd be like, man, okay, I'm on the radio, but I'm not doing festivals like that. Mm-hmm. Or you may be like, man, I'm doing festivals like that, but when I walk in the strip club, these bitches don't go nuts for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's like it's, it's crazy. Like it's. Man, be a producer, like, I'm really good at sampling. Like, this shit dope, but ain't no gangsters jamming my shit because all my drums are dusty and they real hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Or um, you may make real dope-ass, hard-ass, gross beat-using-ass strip club shit, but you be like, damn, J. Cole would never rap to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's... It's always a different well, way. Yeah, to that, whatever yeah. you have, whatever whatever you don't have looks real good when you don't have it. What about, um, what about for producers? Do you feel like they should, um, let's say we have like a nerdy kid, mm-hmm. but he makes hard trap beats. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he should, do you feel like beats kind of allow him to hide behind a trap beat or does he need to be more like, do you have to look what you make? If that makes sense, not what I'm exactly. saying. Not I know exactly. it's a different it's different rules for producers, right? 
it's to me, it's um what you see, it's all about words and what you say can start good or bad things for you. Now you can't disrespect somebody with a snare. You know what I'm saying? It's like you really can't, you know, you know, you know with rapping is it's very different. Now with producing, you know, you can be you can be the hardest trap producer out here making beats for all the trap rappers and all that, but you watch the grassy too. You know what I'm saying? So it don't really matter if you're a producer, you know, it's you know what I'm saying? It don't really matter, you know. But rapping is very different. Like okay. rapping, you have to be who you are. So whatever you rap about. That will be at your shows. Mm. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> we are in Dallas. Um, the guy that won. I missed that too. I wonder. I, I had a show. Oh, it's all I recaps said. though, man. If you you could check it out on YouTube, man. We dropped the Q and A. I think the actual event is to come. The guy who won when he walked up, I said, "This guy looks like an engineer, mm-hmm. not a sound engineer." Oh, you talking about um, Megatron? Yeah, I just did a couple yeah. of collabs with him over the weekend. Not a sound engineer. This dude looked like Silicon Valley <laughs> engineer and then blew your head off with these yes. beats. You know what's crazy? I, I got um I got a production um team called Texas Hammers. And one of the, to me, one of the my dog, he's um I met him when he was 16. He's like 20 now, or probably 19. But when I met him, he was 16. He was so good. Still good. He's better at things. He's better, he's, he's better than me at certain things, like the technical side of what everything does and Fruity Loops and all that. And with these young kids, man, you'll find a 12-year-old who will shit on you because all you do is sit at home and watch tutorial videos yep, all day on YouTube. What everything does in gross beat or Fetrix, what everything does in that whole, like, and they, uh, they'll make one pattern and make a whole beat out that one pattern just by freaking it nine different ways and cloning it. And it's a whole beat from one pattern. Just freaking it five different ways and five different tracks. Mm. And I sat there and watched it. I'm like, man, you just really programmed the beat. You ain't even make it. You just. <laughs> you think and, if it gets the job minutes, done? You think like if it gets the job done, it gets the job done? They get the job done. Goddamn, my dog TM88, he don't have a keyboard in that house. <laughs> he's just he's he's clicking the muscles. He shake his dress. <laughs> <laughs> so and in ten minutes, you hear some crazy shit. And he just emailed it to Uzi, and now he's got more money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just click, 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 click. Beat programmers. Wait, and I saw he's making like rock songs too, right? He making them rock songs at FL? Man, he um, he's making anything. Like that's one of my favorite producers in the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he 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 inspires me a lot because he um that's another person who knows what everything does in Fruity Loops. Like, you know how you'll click on something like roast beat or something, man, you just like, man, I don't know how to do my own shit really in mm-hmm. here. I can move this little decimal, but it ain't moving. I can't he'll being like, how the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So it's like people like that, I call them aliens, because they really like learned everything those programs do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's, you know, and I watch him and then I go back to H Town and still all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
You said you, you know um, you said you had a production team. Mm-hmm. So, Texas Ham. Texas so is that something that is that more of a long term play? Because I know, mm-hmm. or is the artist like, what's your route for the long term? I'm curious to hear that. Well, for the most part, with me, you mean like just as a producer, or artist, yeah, just like, like in general. Because you know, right now, like. It, at the age you're at now, being in a club is cool, but mm-hmm. 10, 15 years from now, you trying to sit on a couch. Can't be you know? an artist forever. Yeah, you know hey. what I mean? So I was just wondering, see, well, what's your long-term play more like? Well, starting that off, man, I, I have songs that are like real big worldwide. Like Throw That Ass, that's probably my biggest song. You uh-huh. play that anywhere in the country, Japan, Germany, Brazil, London, they're going to go nuts to that. So just off that song alone, I don't have to do shit. I yeah. pay my bills every month. How did that song break? Colleges. Okay. And Colleges. and more specifically, I you know one place I used to hear that song where when I wasn't hearing that song on the radio, I wasn't hearing that you song on TV. I wasn't <laughs> even hearing it in the club. <laughs> you know where I was hearing that song most? On Vine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Stuff like that's like that came out when Vine first came out too. You know what I'm Is saying? Is it fair to and say that, that Vine helped break that record? I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you. Yeah, yeah. It was a girl, it, it was um these girls from Houston. They, they call itself Thought House. <laughs> and they just danced in their house on the counters, couches, and everything. And that little seven-second video really helped throw that ass. You know I went, I they all this, strippers now. That song went from Vine to the club. <laughs> yeah. Now how you like that shit? Hey, man, that um, it's, it's shit like that, man. The internet, that's the culture we in, man. Yeah. People, they get on their phones to be entertained. You know, they may be going through something rough. They want to see something funny. So that's kind of how somebody like Cardi B can turn up. She's a character. She empowers females who, you know, maybe going through something and she they'll see a funny video from her. And that'll make her clout rise up to the point where she don't love hip hop. And she's talking about doing music, but you ain't really taking it serious. You're like, yeah, you just got a fat ass or whatever. But you know, you, she was very serious about that music shit. You love the personality so much that you tuned in to the music. So it's like with with Instagram, you have to social media. Period. It could be Twitter. Shit, it could be Facebook. People sleep on Facebook, but Facebook can turn you too. But not only that, he's a third. Per, you realize he's a third person in two weeks to say people are sleeping on Facebook. Me, she said it. Yeah, Burn one said it. Yeah, Burn. So, the thing about Facebook, Instagram can do it too. When Instagram does it, it looks it looks it looks bought and staged. But with Facebook, you can really put money into your posts. Like, you can just make a post. Man, I'm sleepy today. And all your followers will see it. But if you decide to put $500 into that, I'm sleepy today post, the whole country would know that you're sleepy. <laughs> and it doesn't say sponsored on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Instagram does it. It says sponsored. You paid us for clout. You know what I'm saying? But Facebook, a lot of uh, Instagram models, they do their pictures like that. You can... um. If you're recording this podcast on Facebook, you can put money into that and everybody will see it. Yeah. And like Facebook can really turn you up. It's a lot of people that have a million followers on Facebook, but on Twitter or IG, they're nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, so we read that you were influenced by Two Live Crew. No, I'm not really influenced by Two Live Crew. I respect what they do. Where do we get though. that from? Uncle, what? Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm influenced by. Not necessarily the, the music. Free, the free yeah, doubtness yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, okay, all right. Yeah. I think that's where my turn up was really turned up this year because 
I'm showing people things they haven't seen in like 20 years. Like, and it's not white girls doing like the shit that's going on in my show. It's really white girl shit. Yeah, it's like cucumbers going crazy. This, yeah. These are black girls doing this, and black girls don't do shit like this. Bro, when I opened up the you page, I said, like, This is this looks like Uncle Luke meets uh Howard Stern. He followed me, and that's how I knew. <laughs> That he was sitting on my eyes. He like, all right, little nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he looking at you like, no, he ain't as crazy as I was, but. And he doing something. He'll get there. Has your, uh, <laughs> has your mom ever seen your Instagram? Well, well, I don't know if she got uh, Wi-Fi in heaven, you know, but. No, oh, no, no, no. But, no, she knew what it was like before yeah. she passed. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, she passed 2015. She raised this oh, boy. She passed 2015, so I was already on, yeah. you know what I'm saying? How's your family, saying, like anybody, you ever get like people saying stuff to you, like maybe old people, old friends or. Man, people say stuff to you um, only in the beginning when you're not making money. Yeah. When you're telling people what you're going to do or what you're going to be. If they're like, man, that shit ain't, you need to get you a job. You're not really. Now, when you start making money and everybody wants something now, yeah. nobody care what you're doing then. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I'm real closed off to family like that. I uh, I don't really talk to everybody in my family like that. I talk to my kids <laughs> and uh, psh, that's it, really. How do your kids? My kids are six and seven. They might see some of this stuff one day. They gonna see it. They just not starting to learn like who I am. You know, um, is like my seven year old. She's on internet all day now, and she's like, "Oh my god, daddy, you a real rapper? You're on YouTube? Look at all these people singing your songs. Look at all these people singing your song." I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm famous ish." You know, mm-hmm. she's like. Can you call Cardi B? I'm not that famous. <laughs> I don't know Cardi B. That's her favorite rapper. I don't know Cardi B, you know, but no, I can call somebody in Atlanta for you, baby. I don't Who's know. <laughs> so that's yours. Remember Zaytoven said, he said uh, he, worked with Key, he, he worked with Key Glock to impress his no, son. No, it wasn't Key Glock. Who it was, was it? Um, was Lil Baby. No, nah, I think it was Uzi. Who was it? Was it was one of the new guys. Who? Hmm. Yeah, Lil, Pump. Lil Pump, Lil Pump, yeah, it was one of the new guys. He did it specifically just to impress his son. Yeah, I, I, I meet Cardi one day. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And she give me, oh my god. So we have like a we have like for producers that are a little bit older that have their kids um, that see that see what they do. It may not, you know, that's something that you have to teach your kids or tell them about as they get older. How do you balance mm-hmm. it? I'm just curious to see that. Like, how do you balance uh, dealing with like maybe you're in the nightclub life or whatever, and then explain that to your kids. Uh well for the most part they they're not that old yet. Yeah. You know, they um they they have seen the cucumber stuff <laughs> and they laugh at it. You know, they oh laugh at God. it. Yeah, they they laugh at it. They don't really know what it means or <laughs> Bro, you know, you know I got the hard question coming for you now, right? <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they don't you, know what it means. You walk in the kitchen one day and they ain't there licking cucumbers. <laughs> you know, you know, for the most part, man, people hit me with that question on IG all the time and all I would do is laugh. I'm, I'm very goofy and childish. Like, no. I'd laugh because I know they don't know what it means. Now, if you're doing that and you know what it means... It's a different conversation. It's a it's a conversation. I'm not going to hate you or nothing, but for the most part, what's crazy is the only reason I'm getting away with this is because <laughs> it is vegetables. Like, I know Instagram wants to take my shit down, but... It's not like these are dildos. <laughs> not like they sucking real dick on stage. Like these are vegetables, and that's the bottom line about it. It 
It is produce. So my man's hiding behind the whole you know food. Saying? Which brings yeah. us to a segment called Overrated Underrated on the Producer Grind Podcast. Yeah. Before we get too far out of here on cucumbers. <laughs> but yeah, we man. BK. Rated R on this BK, podcast. BK, you're an overrated yeah. underrated with Producer Grind Podcast. I don't know if you're going to kick, kick, kick out of building, kicked off YouTube. Kicked uh-huh. out, I don't know. But I like this show. I'm going to keep it rolling. So. <laughs> no man, I just try to bring people, man. Maybe young people who um who didn't grow up on BET Uncut uh, stuff like that, man. You no, know, it's, yo, somebody just put up like Tip Drill was like the 15th anniversary of Tip Drill Pass or something. Tip Drill was it was that put was legendary when that shit came out, man. I jacked off to that video a lot back in the day. <laughs> like, put him on the glass or mix a lot. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's 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 so much shit that didn't happen. It's not. People are not excited no more. It's like BET uncovers the shit because you didn't have a computer in your room in 2003. And with internet, you know what I'm saying? So the only place you could see something like that was at 3 o'clock in the morning on BET after the pastor go off screaming and shit. And by today's, <laughs> by today's standards, they ain't all that uncut no more. No, it's not. It's all on Instagram. Twitter. You want to see porn now? You get on Twitter. Oh, it's man. just there. Okay. <laughs> What is that dude? He used to, he in Houston him, going man. hard. That dude, I, I opened up my job. He was just straight smashing on Instagram. I'm like, I got to. Boot game was going crazy. <laughs> no, he, he just hella high. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's all it is. He just hella high. And that that ain't safe. You think he went a little too far? He, 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 he does it. He does it for you to say, man, you think he going too far? He does that shit like that on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It's. I'm never gonna knock somebody for doing what they do to get their money, but you can't if you got them out here looking cucumbers. Yeah, you know. (laughs) But for the most part, man, I'd say it's nothing wrong with recording yourself. Just put a condom on, man, because man, that shit ain't safe, man. And once you get some some of that shit, you out of there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, just put a condom on, man. He just he out there raw. Just how do you um? This is actually a little more uh, a question about like how do you do something that's original on Instagram or on Twitter that in a place that's like so saturated like you came up with something that's original how does someone else do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, people out here smashing on Instagram. How you go? Come on. I mean, like, like, where, like the, where else can you break through? You know what I mean? For the most part, you have to figure out what type of artist you are, uh-huh. and how can you build on that. Like uh, last year, I had went on tour. But the person I went on to, I went into the tour with, he was trying to sabotage it. He didn't promote the shows the way they're supposed to be promoted. And it had me feeling really fucked up about that shit. A lot of my fans were getting cheated out of their money and stuff. Mm. And I was trying to figure out, what can I do to bounce out of that? I was like, well, I'll put out, put out my next single. And normally what I do is I put a song out and I work it in the clubs. And after that, the radio picks it up. And then when the radio picks it up, that's when I drop a video to extend the life of the song. But I was like, let me just try something for the first time. Let me try to put the video out first. And from there, see what happens. And I was like, well, okay, well, how can I make sure everybody watch this video? Well, I just put eggplants and cucumbers on all the bitches' mouth and have them naked, but put Uno cards on their nipples. Like, anything I could do <clears throat> to make people watch. And when I did that, while it was going on, I'm, I'm on Snapchat the whole time. I had a high-rise apartment in Dallas. We were just shooting everything. I'm documenting my life that night. It's on Pornhub right now. If you want to watch it? Um, and it was my my Snapchat was kind of behind the scenes simulation, whatever. And 
I, at the end of the night, like at five, six o'clock in the morning, I looked at my Snapchat. It was 65,000 views. I said, what the fuck? And my Snapchat kept freezing. There was so many people watching it. So. And what, it, were, your, what were your numbers like before that? For, before for that, it was five and 6,000. You know what I'm saying? It was. I went to my Twitter. My Twitter was freezing. I can hardly scroll. There was so many tweets coming in and shit. And I was like, God damn. And I was trending in Houston, Austin, Dallas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Mississippi. <laughs> My whole region, Oklahoma, Missouri, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana. Yeah, the tri-states. I was, I was trending off my Snapchat. So we put the video out the next day. We couldn't waste no time. But my Snapchat still, it was still, the numbers was going up. And it was so crazy. I put it on um, Pornhub. You type in B-King, behind the scenes scream video. It's on Pornhub right now. And Can you monetize on Pornhub? Huh? Asking for a friend. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm joking, but no, I've yeah. I've been wondering about that because people are getting a lot of views on mm-hmm. the. It just you can. they got to be making money. You have to. They got to be making you money. Have to be, so you have to send Pornhub a picture of you holding a sign that says Pornhub.com. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, they'll verify your account. Mm-hmm. Once they verify your account, you can officially make money off. So like a thousand, a thousand views, real money. A hundred thousand views, real money. Probably about. 500,000 views can pay some bills. How many does that video have? It's probably about 200,000. And that's how I didn't promote it or nothing. If I would have been on my IG like, watch this, that'd be 160,000 more people watching. So, you, so you, you got a real stream of income on, because for people watching out there, everything on them porn sites ain't like straight porn. Like you no, might have had a party no. with some TNA in it. It's people who just record their lives and you can't put it on IG, so they put it on Pornhub. And, you know, it's um I was thinking about shooting a video. Don't make that face. Streams uh, of income. Uh, like, stream, stream, streams of income. I'm only asking because it's a stream of income. Like it's to the point where you can oh you, you can shoot your video and then put your uncut version of it on mm-hmm. Pornhub. And that's your money too. You know what I'm saying? I'll think about doing that next time. Bro, that's a real stream. Like when people pay all this money for models, right? Just a whole nother stream of income. You gonna have them same three hours with the model shooting the video. Just had the last hour take their top off, and now you get two. That's smart, man. I respect entrepreneurship. It's it's everything (laughs) is entrepreneurship. It's like you can females who like to record themselves fucking. They can now put that shit on Pornhub and make money. It's like it's Apple Music. (laughs) You can get paid for any type of talent you have today. If you're good at it. We have B King, <laughs> aka Club Godzilla, on overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind Podcast. We present you with five topics. You simply respond overrated or underrated if we feel it merits further discussion. All right. We'll ask you to explain it. Overrated, uh, underrated, bad publicity. Uh it's un it's underrated, I believe, because um we talking about Boom Gang now. Um, That's, man, you read my mind. Yeah, like, now nah, getting hit and fucking bitches raw that you don't know, that ain't safe, but people are talking about it. And that's his thing. He want people to talk about you. So people may think it's bad. It's, it's what Boom Gang on this summer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So everybody talking about it. Now, um, to me, uh, I feel like it's the difference between publicity and clout chasing. Mm. Now, clout chasing makes you look bad as a person because you're seeking out the negative attention. Now, if you're just living your life, 
You know what I'm saying? You just keep catching L's like Bow Wow. There's nothing you can really do. You just, this is how you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? But through the negative and the jokes, you still keep Bow Wow name in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a TV exec may see that. be like, all right, we can use him to host this show or something because people are talking about him. You know, so it's bad publicity. It's all bad, you know, but if you're trying to get paid off entertainment, you know, people not going to like you all the time. You know what I'm saying? So underrated. Overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast with B. King. Overrated, underrated. Props. Props. Um, that's uh, underrated to me because I love props in my shows. <laughs> Shit, man. I go to Walmart before I get to any city. <laughs> Straight up. When I get to your state... It'd be fans. They'd be like, oh my God, nigga, really in here buying this shit in my city? Oh shit. I buy them cucumbers and eggplants and shit before the shows, you know? Um, <laughs> straight up, man. Uh, my hair is green now. That's a prop. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, anything that's going to have you out here looking crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? But props is cool. You know, uh, battle rap is props now. People coming outside with on stage with all type of shit, and they use the TV screens in the background, and they may have you a person. Battle yeah, battle rap like URL and grind time and all. I say grind time. Oh, uh, king of the dot. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's props in battle rap now. You know what I'm saying? People come out. I think Jackie was shit while they rapping and shit. And props cool. I just have an appreciation for the logistics, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to an event. We know we're going to do bottles. Hey, don't forget, at some point, we got to stop and get bottles, make sure we have sparklers. Like, yo. All right, so we got the mics. We got the... Hey, did y'all get the cucumbers? Y'all get the carrots? <laughs> and, and, and the... Oh, yeah. That shit. And it's, the eggplants? Okay, cool. It's serious. I'll be having to get to the grocery store before they close and shit. Because they're going to be closed at 11 or 10-ish. If they don't have a... Well, everybody got Walmart. You know what I'm saying? But some Walmarts close at 10 now. Yeah. Yeah, in, like in, in places in, in Texas, could people be robbing them hoes and I was shit? like, it's the same place you can't get alcohol after nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> overrated, oh, underrated, oh, the oh, producer oh. podcast with B. King. Overrated, underrated, paid promotional Instagram. That, to me, it go both ways. It can be underrated or overrated because if you... um. If you already have a name or you have some content that's really good that people want to see, if you put money into it, it'll make your audience bigger. But some people pay and they don't have a fan base. They don't have the content. You paying for everybody to see this bullshit. Like, and nobody cares. Somebody's talking about it. All your comments are negative. You know, it's like, so it, it go both ways. You know, it's, um, I've put money into Facebook ads. Never for Instagram, no. I just feel like on Instagram, you just scroll and obviously you see sponsor. What, what about like influencer paid promotion? Uncle uh, Biscuit or, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's, or that's, SSC, something like that. That's, they already got the fan base. They already, you know what I'm saying? They doing it just to expand it. But I mean, like if I'm up and coming and I go to a Biscuit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is that overrated, underrated? If that's I'm good. up and coming, I come to a Beat King. That's good. That's good. Is that something you do? No, nah, I don't do that because uh, my Instagram for me, motherfucker. But uh, no, <laughs> but uh, for the most like part, no, it's no, it's good though, man. Anything that can further exposure, you know what I'm saying? Um, like I'm trying to hunt down um, Adam Twenty Two when I go to LA next time. You know what I'm saying? Because when he interviews you, a lot of eyes come on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like you did the DJ Small Eyes joint, right? Mm-hmm. Talk, I was talk out here to us two about weeks that. ago. Yeah. Me and Small's been cool for years. Like, he was a person that was watching my turn up back in 2011. 
You know what I'm saying? But I've been doing interviews with him since 2015. You know, so... Um, How many have you done? I say three so far. This last one was my latest one. That's because the green hair and the cucumbers, all that shit going crazy. He now. hit you up or you hit him up? We kind of hit each other up. You know okay. what I'm saying? I'm in, I come to ATL, he hit me up. But this time I hit him up because, like, I really wanted to do that interview this time. I yeah. wanted to let everybody know that other people are copying. <laughs> what, what's the? How does that process look? Like if somebody wanted to get on their show, what they what would they do? She just make noise. Just like if you make a noise, like people gonna find you. Like if you really, like if shit, if you see somebody sucking some cucumbers, you're like, why is this going on? And who brought them in there? Like what's <laughs> going on? It's gonna bring you to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you click enough hashtags, it's gonna direct you to me. You know what I'm saying? So if you're doing stuff that's popping, period, just anything, it's going to bring a fan base to your eyes and anything, and people going to be trying to interview you. You ever, you ever be sitting next to somebody, you just be thinking, he got to be thinking, I'm really nastier than this, but I'm trying to hold it together for this shit right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> overrated, underrated, on the Producer Grind podcast with Beat King, overrated, underrated, DJing. DJing, man, that's... um. I never say it's overrated. DJs make the world spin. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of, um, in today's, a lot of internet rappers. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? That's your fan base. They're on the internet. But DJs are what connect the dots. You know what I'm saying? You may have a direct relationship to your fan base through the internet, but the DJs spread it to other people. You know, um... I have a real high respect for DJs. It's how I've been able to last for almost 10 years. DJs play my music all over the country, and I give them drops, whatever they need from me, anything like that. But DJs are very important. Like, they are the connection. They work for you when you're not there. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, it's people, it's DJs who send me snaps to them playing my music overseas, uh, all type of shit. I'm like, man, I'm not there to get it to them, so I'm glad you played it. There, you know what I'm saying? So it's DJs, they um I believe they, they underrated one thing I saw last year on Instagram I thought was disrespectful. Somebody said um the internet would be the new DJ. And I was like, that never happened. That never happened because um DJs they the you, you can't, the internet can't do what humans do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you now, feel like people are purposely trolling DJs and producers? Uh, I just think when young people find something that works for them, they just discredit everything else before them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, you know, it's like they work for me, so I don't give a fuck who did it before me. I don't give a fuck about your way. I don't care about none of that. And, you know, and that's cool. That's what being young is about. You know, but one day, in about five years, those internet rappers will look up and your fan base grew up calling some J. Cole shit. Like, your fan base is not as swole as it used to be and you're going to need support. And the DJ is going to have to bring you back up. You know what I'm saying? DJs is what really your shit popping. You ask Future. DJs have been carrying him for years. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Producer Grind Podcast, overrated, underrated. Lastly, throwing money in the club. You know, because that's something I don't do. <laughs> and all my music mostly strip club shit, and I don't <laughs> do it. Because if I'm in a strip club, I'm either promoting a song or I'm eating. The strip club is the only place 
You can get wings in the middle of the night. <laughs> Chicken in the middle of the night. Fried food in the middle of the night. But, Is that some Texas shit, bro? Because I swear to God, we asked YL, on, like, what y'all do? He's like, we go to V-Live and eat. That's some South shit. <laughs> Like, for real, you, that's the only place you can get chicken in the middle of the night. It's a strip club. You know what I'm saying? And um, throwing money, it depends on what type of artist you are. J. Cole and Kendrick do not have to throw money in the club. You probably won't even see them in the strip club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they don't have to throw money because that's not their image. Now, if you're a trap rapper and all you rap about is having money, when you walk in the club, the bitches like, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't throw any money, we're going to stop playing these songs. We won't believe you. You know what I'm saying? And with me, I kind of dance on both ends of that. Like, I'm rapping about bitches dancing, but I don't throw... For the most, bitches walk up to me and dance on me for free. Like, I don't even... I guess because I'm a rapper and shit, but other than that, man, I don't throw money because shit, bitch. <laughs> That was overrated, underrated <laughs> on the Producer Grind podcast with Beat King. <laughs> that was a wild Straight one, up. right? That yeah, was man. a wild that one. That was a wild one. I'm throwing money. That's funny to me. I'm, no, I got kids and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good on that shit. Bro, so people um, people may not necessarily want to do what you do, right? Mm -hmm. But what can they take away from your success and like what things can they learn from you? Um, From me, man, um, Try to do more than one thing. You know, that was that's always been my thing. Like, go back to my Instagram, it showcased a lot of different sides of me. The artist side, the production side, my performance side. Um, like, you know, somebody like Drake, he raps and sings, you know, just you know, uh I make beats and it also allows me to never be able to be left behind. I can listen to what's going on and you know what I'm saying? Do my way of how to fit in what's working today. Or when you make beats, you can change what's working. You know what I'm saying? It's do more than one thing. You know, um, if you're an artist and a DJ, that's a form of cheating too. You can break your own single if you're starting to get popping as a DJ. You know what I'm saying? It's DJs in Texas that do that. <laughs> they are artists and a DJ and they break their own shit every year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, just do more than one thing. And um, just uh, keep your ears to the street as far as music. You know, listen to what's working. I hate when people say, man, I don't listen to other people's shit, man. I don't listen to my shit, man. You're a liar. There's no way you cannot listen to what's going on because you can't get lost. I'm not saying lost. To listen, make sure you ain't sounding like somebody else. Uh, you got to listen to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, yeah, just do more than one thing and straight up, that's all I can say. So, all right. So what about um, how often you, you know, you're making music these days? Like how often you make beats and how often you make songs? Uh, honestly, I don't make as many beats as I, if I as I need to lately. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been in, in album mode with Gangsta Boo. We dropping um our second album together. First album we did in 2014. It came out. Did Hella Numbers. You know what I'm saying? Gangsta um, Boo for three six. Mm-hmm. Three six. It's like my God big sister. Damn it, man. She um. We dropped our album in 2014 called Underground Cassette Tape Music. And Rolling Stone, they were saying it was one of the best albums of the year. All the major publications did it. We didn't have a publicist, we just put it out. And all the publications were still picking it up. So 
we are one song away from completing that. So that's been like my whole focus, you know, since February. You know what I'm saying? Getting that album done. So it's almost done now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's uh really where my focus has been at. But for the most part, man, beats, um, I don't need I don't make them as much as I need to. I got a lot of producer friends and they make like two or three a day. And I used to do that, but I'm an artist too. Like, like I, I was just chilling with TM and we made like a couple beats together. And he was like letting me hear shit. He was going behind menus and menus and menus. I was like, damn, you got a lot of fucking beats. And I was like, I don't make that. But he said, cause you're an artist. You don't have time to. He's like, you make songs. You be on the road all the time. You can make beats, but you ain't got time to mix them at your house and shit. You ain't got time to perfect and edit them and do all that, you know? So when I get time to really just sit down and shit, I go in on a beat binge, but for the most part, I'm always out of town and you can make beats on the road and shit, but everybody's studios sound different. You may think your shit hitting, but it ain't. Harder to, <laughs> harder to focus too. Mm-hmm. It's like you can sit down and make a beat when you're in the car, but you don't really want to. Yeah, do you can't really edit it. Like you can, but it's not. And see, I'm weird. I don't edit my beats in Fruit Loops. I edit them in Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. So I make the beat and I just export all the loops in the Pro Tools. And that's what I do all the crazy shit and all that. So if I ain't really at home with an inbox or something, and I can't even really edit it like I want to. So why you, why you throw them in the Pro Tools? I do that because at the end, you're going to have to do that anyway sometimes. You know, if you want to sell it and need the session, uh, you can give them the Fruity Loop session, but you can give them the Pro Tools session. That's all a rapper need. And just pull it up and be a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I guess that's like the older side of me that mm-hmm. I can't let go. Like even before Fruity Loops, when I was on the NPC, that's how I edited beats on Pro Tools. You know what I'm saying? So... All right. Well, we got a um, segment here on the Producer Grind podcast called The Um Factor. Okay. So what that is, is we give you a topic to talk about for 30 seconds without pausing or saying ah or ooh, anything like that. Okay. So we're going to give you a topic. We're going to set the timer for 30 seconds. You got it? I'm ready. All right. So the topic for today is creating a buzz. So everything you know about creating a buzz. All right, El, you got the timer? B-King, are you ready? I'm ready, I guess. (laughs) Be king on the um factor on the producer grind podcast. Three, two, one. All right, man. Creating a motherfucking buzz. The first thing about creating a buzz is you gotta be motherfucking interesting. If you're not interesting or funny or ugly or retarded or something, no one's gonna give a fuck about you. You're not interesting. People get on their phones to look at things that they feel is not regular lives. Ten seconds. Because like they're looking at their lives, like their lives suck. What's cool about your life? Are you ugly? Uh, Are you interesting? Are you cool? Build a buzz by being different. Put it out to the world. Man, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, it was hey, solid. I kept saying motherfuckings. Uh, <laughs> kill the time and shit. So, bro, man, just a couple more questions, man. Kind of, um, you know, what you, you kind of talked about what you got coming next in 2018. But, you know, as far as your, your present success, how are you converting that into long-term, bigger-picture success? Um, just me and my manager, We, uh, I think the biggest thing we're doing this year is traveling more for business. Because I do shows around the country every weekend, and that used to be my excuse. Like, man, I'm doing so many shows, I don't really have time to just, you know, when I come back from the shows, 
I'm a father, so I have to handle personal business at home during the week or, you know, things like that. But just starting to work around that more and just travel to places for business. You know, it's when you're doing a show in another state or whatever, you're just performing. You may go to that radio station. And then after you perform, you go eat at whatever's open and then you just go to sleep and go back home or whatever. But I'm starting to just take trips for business now and to meet DJs who've been supporting me. That's what I've been doing out here. I, I get random snaps from people out here and I see the DJ playing my music in Blue Flame. I'm like, I ain't ready playing my shit in Blue Flame out there. Let me go out there and meet that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's taking random trips to New York for Shade 45 interviews, uh, Hip Hop Nation interviews, just like more trips for business and building awareness, you know, because um, you can be... The gift and curse about Texas, Texas is so big, man. Like, we, it's artists who are just popping in Texas and they're not broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, me and a lot of Houston legends, we'll sit back and watch BET jams and half rappers come on there. We got more money than them. Mm. And we from Texas and our family, you can go platinum in Texas. You know what I'm saying? It's our fan base is so vast in Texas, you know? So it's like, you can get real comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And we have to go out of our way to do New York press runs and go to LA and holler at people and you know go to Atlanta and, you know holler at people like y'all you know what I'm saying like I say I was a fan of the Instagram you know I, um just the comment section you know what I'm saying <laughs> is this hella producers you go wild bro if you first of all see their their percept they caught the double salute right and so mm-hmm. I went back and rewatched it this is what happened. Zaytoven goes, salute. And these two over here just in sync. Just, uh. yeah. Now watch it, but Zaytoven told y'all to salute. But they be catching stuff like that. What's written on the wall? Vancouver's not over. Like the type of stuff where just, you kind of roll off in regular conversation. Like, yo, y'all paying way too much attention to it. No, Man, it's, it's just funny. A, I love it. It's, it's just so like, it's, it's, it's for nerds like me. It's like, like that one thing, they said, they said, do you agree with TM? Should you hold back when you're making a beat with somebody else? And that's real producer talk. Like, that's not on no other Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can really get in the comment section and be like, man, my atmosphere crashed because I stole it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't put that on ball alert. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, y'all comment section is for real producers. So I rock with that shit. Actually, one of the ones that woke everybody up, and you might like this too, uh, with, with your Southern roots. When you put up the uh, the little clip from um, Hustle and Flow, yeah, when they was making the beat, and that one was real popular. But we kind of had the conversation where you don't see producer culture, you know, um, they don't show that in popular culture. They don't because it's, with production, people love the ending result. Yeah, when the beat come on the club, oh, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? But seeing um, what you call it, just playing it. You know what I'm saying? That, that video I posted, um, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, Anthony Dallas. Anderson? Yeah, yeah, he just... Oh, you're talking about Cash? Cash, yeah, Cash, yeah, yeah. People don't really see that element of it. You know, Zaytoven does it all the time. I do it in my videos, too, you know, just to let people see on my end, you know, there's, there's no keyboard it. there. Yeah. I'm playing that shit. They let people know that you can make a beat on the plane. <laughs> like, hmm. you don't need to be musical... I can do that too, but just to show you, all you need is a laptop, man, in your mind, and you can do that shit, you know? So I appreciate sites like that and um, Instagrams like that to show people, man, like it's 
this shit they go behind this hard ass shit you hearing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's with, with beats you don't know. Like I say, like TM, one of my favorite producers. Goddamn, like a little Uzi. All my friends are there. That you don't know why you like that beat. That's why. That's huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. That's why you like it. But a, a female, she don't understand how to describe why she like it. Uh, yeah. You know, it be little shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So. What's the social media links? Where can we find you? Um, Instagram, Club Godzilla. Um, Snapchat. They deleted my first one for showing too much pussy and titties. So my new Snapchat is Beat Kingdom. But it's Snapchat, though. Yeah, but I ain't never had limits until I started turning up on well, that. Well, no, no, no. It's Snapchat dead is the question we really want to ask you. It's not as lit as it was last year. <laughs> He's being pause. nice because three guests before you say yeah, it's dead. They, they did too much. They they you fucked put news it up. on there. You got like you can do. I remember when they came out with the Snapcash. You can yeah. start Snapcash. I was like, this is too see much, what man. Snapchat they're, they're looking at what Instagram and Twitter does, and we'll see what Instagram and Twitter stars. You can find out about people. You can search, yeah. and with Snapchat, you can't. You have to really promote your Snapchat on your other platform. Exactly. Yeah. And they were trying to figure out a way that you can explore and find people on Snapchat. Because you can, some can be lit on Snapchat and you can't get on Snapchat and find it. You have to find it from Twitter. Yeah. And then go to Snapchat and type what you saw on Twitter, trying to figure out how to make it explore. That's classic trying to do too much because do yeah. you want to have a site where people you can do college, she things, was loving or do you want to like, have was... a place where people can explore? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Snapchat to me was personal. It's what you want to put when you don't want people just... You don't want to just sit there and people stare and debate about it on Instagram. Snapchat is personal. You know what I'm saying? And they try and make it explorish. You, you know think Snapchat saying? should go ahead and wrap it up? Nah, because they actually they they getting money. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 masses, I guess the people who are investing them or whatever, they like this new shit. Now it's not gonna last because yeah. the community of people who built it up, they're not feeling exactly. It. How they're many of those feeling. cucumber suckers have premium Snapchat <laughs> <Cucumber accounts>? suckers? <laughs> That's the quickest way I can. I, you know, I don't know, but I've never went the premium route because it's like people come to my Snapchat, they don't want to pay. They what you wanna, mean premium? I didn't like, know Snapchat in a minute. Okay. Snapchat, it's the way where you can pay to see the nudity and Bro, stuff. Bro, you know all them IG oh, models really? that got their thing? Like, for my Snapchat account, and you go click it, it's like, oh, to pay. Wow. This is all like a tease for a longer wow. show that you pay for, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying So for you this. pay to go watch somebody else's story? <laughs> that sounds so lame. <laughs> wow. See, I ain't been on Snapchat in about a year, so. Hey, you you, you wow. probably, there's a faces of society I'm just never going to understand. This is it's, not being cocky, but paying for it. It's just something I don't get. The reason Snapchat hasn't completely died, because they will, but they they MySpace in themselves. But <laughs> the reason it hasn't completely died is because people a lot, especially females, they, they use it as a camera. Okay. Have okay. the most lit filters for them. Yeah. The bunny yeah. rabbit ears and all no, that yeah. shit. Instagram got it, but not as not much. Not as good. Not as good. They so need that's to put a limit strength. on the that's number of filters you can use in a day. Like if every picture on your joint got a filter on it, what they say, you they not shut a, your account yeah. down. They say you're not a you, <laughs> your graphics you're not a model, you a graphic designer. <laughs> that's crazy. But, uh, you know, Snapchat, you can get people pictures and make your own faces theirs like they winning on that technology wise, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But uh, Snapchat, Photoshop collab. No, you know I see like for Black History Month, I did like a different Black History face. <laughs> One of my partners on uh, in Dallas, Lil Ronnie, he just did. He did. He got these Bill Cosby videos. He do. He looked just like that Lil dude. Ronnie. You know that dude? That's my Yo, dude. He funny as shit. That dude funny. He from Dallas. 
Hey, yeah, we need to do some content with him. He's funny. He cool <laughs> people. He cool people. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he do these Bill Cosby videos. He looks just like Bill Cosby. <laughs> And he talk like him and everything. You know what I'm saying? He so, look good because it's Cosby's face right here. He got, right he got tattoos and shit. But then he like tatted. He got his earring in. And he got his <laughs> chain on and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Appreciate you, fam. Man. Hey, this man. a great podcast, bro. Yeah, no problem. No definitely, problem, man. Triple uh, X rated. We got to put rated R on that. <laughs> we put rated R on that. Your discretion is advised. Straight up, Your discretion is advised. When y'all in H-Town, holler at me, man. We're going to rub some ones and some bitches' assholes. And we're going to motherfucking eat some chicken at the strip club. They're going to put a bitch counter on. Yeah. They're going to put a bitch counter. I can see it coming down. What's that? He said bitches like at least yeah. 10 times. Oh, uh, he's stupid. You know what? I, I've gotten better though. I used to cuss a lot. No, old I get the least, I cuss now. Because I can nod. Nah, 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 nah. They hate when you call them bitches, but the bitches love it. Man. <laughs> shit, man. I only call girls bitches on stage. They like, the, they like that shit. Like... <laughs> My motherfucking uh, last show I had, um, that's what, Friday? I was like, bitch, if you ain't pregnant, then you know it makes a noise, motherfucker. They all went crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking, um. And Drake could walk into a room and be like, all the bitches make some noise. They all scream. Like, here you go, right here. Hold up, bitch, gonna come on after this. Right here. Oh, my God. Oh, nice video. <laughs> bitch, if you ain't pregnant. Well, yeah, that was Friday. Yeah, but after she deep throat the cucumber, calling her a bitch ain't even that serious. Is yeah, it? she don't care. See, she had a cucumber in her ass. She took the cucumber out of her ass. Her this is another episode of Producer Brown. I can't tell you what we're looking at right now, but trust and believe, go get to this man's uh, man, his Instagram. Man. I got the craziest shows in the country. Shout out to Uncle Lou. Yes, sir. Appreciate you pulling up, bro. No yeah, problem. No problem. No one. problem. Sign up. Time to get some food. <laughs> <laughs>